being an, an artist and a singer and a storyteller, her storytelling when it comes to song has to be one way. But when it came to this, that's where the disconnect came in. Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Books, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Erlene and Donald are joining us today to talk about The Memory Librarian. The title was so apt that we felt like we had to make a podcast over this one. Yes, by Janelle Monet. So how about you guys? Tell us about it. First, I want to say I am... I read it a long time ago. I remember very little because, of course, I'm always negative Nancy. I wasn't a fan. No. I, and I didn't want to tell Donald's you, Donald, heart. because I know, <laughs> I know how you feel. I wasn't a fan. Of, like, any of the stories or just I, the first one? Because the first one did have me. It gave me pause. But then, like, as I kept going. I prefer I like, the introduction. The, the Breaking Dawn, right? When it was just her speaking. The, the introduction. And then the first one and the last story to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um was the best. Did you read all five of them? I skimmed the one. What we Okay, so listen, what we okay. did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, with the Memory Librarian, it's an anthology, so it mm-hmm. is five stories. Mm-hmm. I didn't know at first that every story is co-authored by someone else along mm-hmm. with... Oh, interesting. And I didn't care for that. <gasps> okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And I didn't realize until afterwards that the Dirty Computer is an album. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh, well, like, I mean, sorry, I didn't realize that you didn't realize that. I did. <laughs> Even though I follow her, I didn't realize it. Yeah, and she sure. already has a visual out there mimicking this. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a third or second chapter kind of to this, like, the dirty. This world that she's like creating. Yeah. This yeah. world she's creating. So my appreciation of her is, I know she's a big sci-fi fan. Mm-hmm. I know she really is. She's a great storyteller. I love her talent. I just feel that it wasn't connected. I'd rather have been one co-author with her writing all five mm-hmm. um, instead of it just being her and uh, individual people. Did you see like a particularly strong disconnect between certain co-authors? Like, Could you really tell a jarring difference in style? Or what do you think was the main? I'll let you. Do- so there are five stories, right? I read one, three, and five. There was a difference, but I also feel like maybe... The tones were different story, like the the, diff- the different stories had different tones. Like the first mm-hmm. one was very much a romance. It was like set in this dystopian sort of like cyberpunk kind of place. Um, the second one almost felt modern, uh, like it was set in. It felt like it was set in like modern Chicago, but it still had things that like it was still referring to events that happened in the first story. And no. the third one felt almost like way far out there, way in the future. I'm sorry, the fifth one um, felt very much like very far future. Like you're fifty seven, eighty three, like really far in the future. Yeah. Oh, wow. Either you're in a city or you're in the desert. That's yeah. what, and that bothered me. Either you're dystopia, nothingness, or you're you have a whole lot going on. Mm-hmm. And that I didn't care mm-hmm. for that personally. It felt very YA to me. Okay. Do you think that maybe some of this comes from Janelle Monet being more comfortable or used to telling stories through songs, which are a lot more condensed? It's a lot more about the visual and the feel than it is about actually fleshing out a world. That may be it, because I know with her music and her videos is very visual and you're drawn Mm -hmm. into it. 
um, I do not feel it translated the same on the page. Okay. Um, and it felt much like things I've read before mm-hmm. separately. Okay. Like you can tell she's trying to channel like Octavia Butler and other you know authors. what? I definitely felt the flair of like Octavia Butler, N.K. Jemison. It, it yeah, felt very much like that. Very much yeah. like that. So, but I read it and I was trying to reread it mm-hmm. and never got a chance to reread it because when I read my three, because I read, we both read The Memory Librarian, which was the first story, mm-hmm. and I read Time Box. Mm. No, you read Time Box. Yes, I read both of the Time Box. And I read Nevermind and Safe Changes. I mean, Save Changes. And it just felt disconnected. I wish we had just all read them all together and not separately. Yeah. Because when I went back to read them, I still felt very disconnected from the story. Um, Then I finally heard the audio. Mm -hmm. And I think Janelle Monae reads the first story and it's very monotone, very, I could not connect to it. At all. Hey, that's actually interesting. Your experience was so different than mine. I, that's why I have been avoiding telling you this because I just <laughs> know. Been avoiding you, Donald. I, you know, just I before think, the podcast, I talked to both of you separately for just a second, and I was like, "Ooh, this is going to be an interesting <laughs> podcast." So, uh, and I'll let you go on after this. Okay, but okay. for me, um, for a first attempt of writing, it was nice. Mm. She's not strong enough to write a story like this by herself, so she needed co-authors mm. mm-hmm. i wish they were acknowledged a little bit more up in the story and you knew up front because it really does not seem at all like there are co-authors when you look at the front of the book and exactly and so much like sh- when i started sh- reading it right when i started reading it, i'm like wait a minute and then i went back looking like wait a minute there's a different person yeah. for each one of these stories mm-hmm. and i went to goodreads reading people's reviews and it's gotten about four and some stars three and some stars mm. seeing if i felt because I know I'm a very hard critic. People, you know, I know how people feel about me. You know, <laughs> I already know how people feel about me re- talking about books. But, you know, I love a good sci- sci-fi fantasy. I love a good dystopia. I love it. It felt very Black Mirror to me yeah. also. Oh, okay. yeah. Very. I'm like, oh, is this is a Black Mirror kind of thing. Because when you think about Dirty Computer and the start of it, mm-hmm. I didn't know about the song until the music until later on the album. I'm like, oh, this could be a Black Mirror, you know, season. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. interesting with everyone deciding, and the connection right now with everyone deciding now. Let's have cameras on our in our head or eye. We're all seeing mm-hmm. this all seeing technology thing happening, and then the breakdown of society mm-hmm. to me is very much Black Mirror. I love her take because she's an advocate and she's an ally and she talks about feminism and sexuality and all those things are very much who she mm-hmm. is. And you hear her voice in that. But I just didn't feel the connection of five individuals. She probably could have just did one short or two shorts, not five. Um, and I wish it had kept the tone of either dystopia, nothingness, this didn't work or there's cameras everywhere where there's all seeing eye and that kind of thing. Yeah. So can we get a little bit about what each story is about? Cause it seems like at some point there might be a connection between them. So it, they all kind of take place in the same world, okay. but the stories are about different people. So mm-hmm. the first story, the memory librarian is about like the, the head librarian of the new Dawn, which is like their government essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and she lives in like the capital city, uh, the capital city, um, and so she's in charge of retrieving memories from people. Like, so in the world, the citizens 
are compensated in quotations because it's kind of forced. They're compensated <laughs> for giving up their memories, their past memories, or the ones that they don't like t necessarily need, the ones that are deemed um, unnecessary by the government. Um, so memories and dreams are given up to the people, and then they get units or credits for that kind of, for mm -hmm. for those things. Um, and so the memory librarian is in charge of monitoring monitoring all of that and just kind of making sure that like the things that people are experiencing is what's in line with what the government says is okay. Yeah, you so know? no uprisings or anything like that. No <laughs> uprisings whatsoever. But the first story I really enjoy, okay. The first story is kind of where I agree with Arlene. Um, you don't want to agree with me. No, stop. It's ailing your soul to agree with me. I love it. So, like, Tell me more. The first story was very much like heavy romance. It was a romance between the memory librarian and um, Althea was the person's name. Um, they had met previously before, but like memories were taken away, so they were meeting again. Um, and it was, I don't mind romance. I don't care if you fall in love. That's fine. I hate romance. <laughs> like, I hate romance. I hate romance. It reminded me. I hate romance. It reminded me of the movie with Jim Carrey and. Uh, oh, Kayla I was about to ask. Spotless. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It reminded me uh, of that. Okay. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of the whole taking away of memories. I'm yeah. thinking this is such an unoriginal read. I said it, and I'm going to remain Donald, silent. Currently, listeners, Donald looks shocked. <laughs> because I'm heavy into movies, and I'm heavy into sci-fi, and so when you heard that, you you felt you went straight there. I did. Mm -hmm. I felt very like, I'm not a romance person, but I liked mm -hmm. that movie because of the tearing apart of your memory, and just, the, just like even Truman Show, like, Am I in the right world kind mm -hmm. of thing? Well, I think the reason I, and you can tell me if you're wrong. I know we're going on a rabbit trail, but um, I think the reason why I liked Eternal Sunshine, even though it was kind of a romance, is you were dissecting a toxic relationship um, mm -hmm. as well as watching it happen in reverse. Yeah. So that yeah. was, it was, and it was the, beautifully done. Yes. So, anyway. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So it's, <laughs> uh, the first story was very much that. Um, it was, I feel like if they had focused a little less on their romance and more on the sci-fi, more like I, more of like the political implications of someone who is in control of everyone's memories and is in charge of making sure that they're staying lying, um, also falling in love with someone who is deemed deviant and having to reconcile like I'm supposed to be like the role model for this society, and yet here I am in this like deviant relationship because um, Althea is trans and uh, and they're so they're both women. So the society is like, we don't necessarily like allow this sort of thing, but because you have such status and such th this position, we can like you know ignore it. And so like I would have loved to see more of her inner turmoil with that, but it really focused more so on just like the two of them kind of just enjoying the, each other and just um, I don't know like being together um but then you find out that memories were taken and not everything that they are experiencing is original you know so they're they're repeating certain actions and neither of them know it because like they don't have the whole story either way mm -hmm. and i was like oh that's super cool you know i would have loved to see like the trauma of that but it felt like we kind of like sped past it a little bit and also the story itself did feel kind of say it Go ahead. Fine. The story itself did feel kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it felt like so much was happening, but nothing was happening. Like, I was given mm -hmm. so much information, but I wasn't connecting to anything. So I, I couldn't really stay grounded in the story. The first mm -hmm. story took me a very long time to get through. Um, but by the time I got to the end of it, I was okay. Uh, did you feel like you were exploring a lot of grand ideas, but you didn't have time to, like, linger in the person's yes. emotions and stuff to really reconcile with it? Yes. Okay. 
there was a lot there was a lot of concepts and a lot of like heavy ideas thrown at me and i was like okay cool let's meditate on this let's talk more about this like how are we feeling how is this affecting other people i would have loved to like you said if memory librarian was a solid story just one single story i would have loved that maybe i would have had more time to connect with the main character and even care about her love interest but because it was a short story everything was like it was very much like mm -hmm. this. These are the beats. We're gonna hit all of these beats, and the story's over. <laughs> I wish it had focused. I understand hitting so many different issues mm -hmm. that are very personal, but also the privilege of it because she was the one curating the memories mm -hmm. and allowed that leniency. Mm -hmm. That shows privilege. That was never really brought up. Yeah. yeah. You you played more you you played more into sexuality and the trans and not that's fine but let's talk about the privilege of because I hold certain kind of power I'm allowed this when no one else would be allowed that mm -hmm. and that could have been a whole entire yeah. part so you're taking my memories away we're reliving things but yet and still no one else has no one's seeing my memories mm -hmm. no one else has this right that I have I would have loved to explore that part of it. Mm -hmm. There's so many great ideas throughout the whole entire book where you're touching on everything <laughs> in society, mm -hmm. but not long enough. Yeah. If that it, makes any sense. It feels like I once described a book on this podcast as every time it was approaching something that seemed like a really interesting com concept, it would like Tokyo drift away from it. <laughs> Just like, the oh, last I like, I'm going to use that. Really yeah, I'm going to use that. Because yeah. um, there's a lot of stuff in that first story that did sound like it could be a really interesting topic for sci-fi, but it seems like it's not sci-fi. It seems like it's, it's a romance. It's just a story that has like a pretty sci-fi backdrop. Yeah, it felt very um, much like literary fiction inside of a sci-fi sci-fi world uh just because we were focusing more so on like the two people mm -hmm. um and that's just the first story i like i said i think the first story was maybe trying to do a lot the second one or the the second two that i read time box and time box altered um i enjoyed more so because we kind of spent a little more time like on that concept so yeah in time box there is this closet or this room inside of a house um that essentially stops time um, and so like they can spend however long they want inside the room and then like once you walk, like walk out everything is like basically how it was when you walked in. So do people mm -hmm. bring bro books in there? Yeah. So no seriously no. <laughs> so like <laughs> the two main characters is are this young couple right? Um, one of the girls is going to college. She's working two jobs and she's also trying to though they have a new so the house they just bought together right? So they're like doing all of these first things um, and she is not the most wealthy but her partner is and because of that she has all this time to think about like lofty ambitions and like she is she has the time and resources to kind of think about these things where her partner is so busy with like making money and trying to go to school and like get to where her girlfriend is that they're on they're in different head spaces basically mm -hmm. so when they find this room the first partner i don't remember their names so we're gonna call her partner one okay <laughs> <laughs> partner one she very she's just like okay so we now we have this this room where we can stop time we should like open it up to the people to the community like we should allow other people to come in and like essentially get their time back because there are other mm -hmm. people in her partner situation they're just so busy with things that they don't have time for rest or other or other things like that um and partner two has a hard time like accepting this or rather like she totally understands where she's coming from but she's just like yeah but like what if i just use this room to just like nap for like two hours and it was a very cool conversation about just like if you have the ability to reclaim your time, how will you use it? Mm -hmm. And so I, I like you're that. also kind of looking at like the hierarchy of needs. You've got somebody yeah. who's just yeah. trying to make a living, and that is a very different headspace than somebody yeah. who you know has the basic needs met. So yes. now they're worried about fixing society. The true 
um, struggle of she's with one who's wealthy, who's working. Mm-hmm. You have all this time in your hands yeah. for all these ideas. And the ones who live in reality, I hear you, but you're saying a great, you're saying a lot, yes. but what are you actually doing? Like, yeah. I totally agree, but like. What are you actually doing? Yeah. Because I'm out here working a 12 and I'm tired. So what are you actually doing? Great ideas. That's great. You want to save the world. Can you. You got something on these groceries? I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. The two of them not being able to see eye to eye on both of those issues, and they just, like, they fight over what to do with it. And I really like that. I really like Timebox because we really got to talk about that idea. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Listener, uh, Erlene is currently rolling high. I just, (laughs) I just, I mean, it didn't have to be labeled as sci-fi. I just didn't care for it. I'm sorry. That's all I got for y'all. What could have made that story feel more like a true sci-fi to you? The one he just talked about? Mm -hmm. I guess for me, if you go back to the room Mm -hmm. and maybe not realizing you're in this room and that's your reality. And the one who's trying to change the world walks out and sees how the world really is. Yeah. Hey, y'all, read the book. (laughs) (laughs) So was Timebox Altered kind of a revisitation of those themes? Actually, no. The Timebox Altar was the one that happened like uh, further in the future. Like we were in the desert now. There's this hippie commune going on. Partner one finally emerges. I was really hoping she may have, but by the time we get back to it, um, there's this big tree that surrounds the time box now. So like they're like the city's gone. Um and so now uh it's just this cavern inside of a tree that uh and the, the main characters i f- believe are four children now and so time box altered is more so like it kind of sent them into the future further future it to see yeah to kind of like see what their possibilities could be you know like mm-hmm. if they were to like live up to their fullest potential how could they affect the world uh, what, what the dreams would come true future <laughs> essentially <laughs> so good um and so i i like this one because it's a little more hopeful whereas time box one was very much like despairing and cynical time box ultra was very much inspirational very hopeful i really connected to the emotions of the stories um yes. the sci-fi i feel i can understand where you're so much more from. emotional than i am i i am what can i say I know. <laughs> my heart bleeds <laughs> and mine is cold no <laughs> and ice i'm glad that both of you read this though because there is such a divergence in sci-fi right now i think between sci-fi that is really about like the question and then sci-fi that's about the people mm-hmm. there's a lot of sci-fi now that probably wouldn't have existed 15 or 20 years ago because it's literally just about like okay yeah it's science fiction whatever but what happens to the people in this scenario yeah. versus sci-fi that is very traditional that's just like what is the question? What is it saying? What is happening? And the people are just like part of the experiment, not necessarily the focus. Uh, so it's good to have people that see the different sides of the sci-fi and mm-hmm. can see like the pros and cons on it of it. Because I don't think it's necessarily bad, but I also don't think it's good to just completely cut out a lot of those really big questions in sci-fi because that's kind of the point like mm-hmm. focusing on the people is great because it humanizes the story but it also can make it seem inconsequential you know what i mean yeah and i feel that this was so people focused you're not you're not catching the wonder of fantasy sci-fi yeah, yeah. and i'm like okay because for me sci- sci-fi is an escape and you have to have issues yeah. that make sense like when you have the you know, the world is depleted from nutrients. Okay, because that can really happen, all those things. But to me, being an, an artist and a singer and a storyteller, her storytelling when it comes to song 
has to be one way. But when it came to this, that's where the disconnect came in. And I feel that's why she had so many people help her write each story mm-hmm. because she had a concept, but she needed to be it needed to be extended. So I think she just did memory librarian. I mean, the first story and kept that one, and then added those little bits and pieces. And made that as a whole entire novel mm-hmm. would have been fine. It didn't have to be five separate stories. Especially because it seems like the foundation is there for all of these stories. Mm-hmm. Like the metaphor, the the overarching like aim. Like it seems like everything you've described has that big like sci-fi like would happen if there was a room where time stopped. Like how would people use it? But it does seem like maybe the the downside of working in such a short medium like music where you have to ask the question and then you just leave it in the person's mind it makes it hard for you to tease out those details where you are at, are answering that question you are the one that's going like what if this happened in response to that what if that happened as opposed to just leaving it and be like okay i asked the question you can you can figure out what happens from yeah. there and i think if i was writing that story i think everyone would have, would have had a room like that that's how society would have been built you have this room where it's an escape mm-hmm. See, it's interesting because I think you craved more like broad brush strokes. So you saw it applied to society as a whole mm-hmm. versus I think Donald was really wanting to hone in more on the emotional landscape of those changes. Is yeah. that a correct assessment? No, like, yeah. Your I, two styles? I would have liked to have spent just like a little bit more time in like everyone's head. Like there were several stories which meant a bunch of, char- which meant a bunch of characters in very little time because they're short stories. Yeah. Um, but I say that, but I was also very okay with them being very short snippets. Mm-hmm. I liked that I get to kind of like dip my toe in this world and dip my toe in this world and like, you know, just kind of like experience it for a small amount of time. And so, like, I agree with Erlene. It is burning you up to do it. I, Look at that. It, it, it Ailing your soul. It does not. Not Ailing at all. Your soul. Okay. <laughs> but I was also okay. I actually really liked the stories. I liked that she brought in other people to help her. Um, because, like you said, when it comes to music, you don't have the time to really like expound upon certain certain ideas Mm -hmm. and because it was short stories I felt that it was almost kind of musical like the very first like the intro right the prose in that one was so beautiful it read like a poem oh it was so good to me the introduction which is only like uh, two and a half pages it was very short but I spent so much time on it I was was reading a poem and and that was like when I read that I'm like ooh I'm excited right it felt very poetic And like this is gonna be great, and then so almost if Janelle Monae had had a bigger hand and more of the story, I think so. Maybe the prose would have made up for the. I don't think she has the strength to have a bigger hand. Okay, she treated it like an album. Most albums are a collaboration. Yeah. Someone else is writing along with you. Mm-hmm. I don't feel she has the strength mm-hmm. to carry it all the way. Yeah, like you said That's with a song, a song's like three minutes long. You're yeah. getting the story, and then the next song's gonna give you part of that. An album is a is a collection of one big story. Mm-hmm. So if you look at how she writes her other music, every song kind of connects together. That's why it's in that order. There's a disconnect in that. What if they were all like the intro? Because like I had a lot of fun with I would have loved that. I think I would have had a lot of fun with that too. If the, all the stories were just kind of like, if maybe if they weren't longer, what if they were just shorter? Maybe so that... if she made a 10-page book? <laughs> <laughs> she could have made it like this, but it could have been like a whole bunch of... A bunch of different stories. Kind of. yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like almost more of a collection of poetry that mm-hmm. is like a long-form prose poem about sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, go read that it. That could be cool. I'm very, very old school with storytelling. Mm-hmm. So I like the building of characters. And I like to have the total three parts to something. And I didn't feel that. Yeah. You know... So this is the important question. Would you recommend this book and who would you recommend it to? 
Oh, yes. I would recommend this book. I would recommend this book for someone who likes sci-fi, but also likes a little more of an emotional story. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely, if you're along for the ride of watching people struggle with big concepts and having to bring that down to their very worldly level, Mm-hmm. For sure, go for it. I recommend it. I would be very mindful if you're a Janelle Monet fan. Just don't like it because you're a fan of her work. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. If you're going mm-hmm. to read it, read it. Yeah. And if you haven't heard the album, do not listen to the album first. Read this and then go back. And I think that either on YouTube also is a visual that you can look yes. at. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I would do that. But I would recommend it. I think okay. it's I think it's 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 decent, mm-hmm. definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for a book review that is very different and interesting. Yes. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye.